Hey, dear ones, did you know that you have a built-in compass guiding you to your soul mission with all the tools you need to fulfill that soul mission? Sound exciting? Then join me for a Soul Blueprint, the only certification program that reveals how to amplify your five spiritual gifts so you can consciously create a life and business of massive soul line success. Enroll now at allisonscammell.com forward slash soul blueprint. And you can find that link in the show notes. Hello, dear ones. And do I have a powerful episode for you today. We are closing off, rounding out our five-part series to exploring our five key spiritual gifts with, in many ways, our most powerful gift. And that is our gift of spiritual leadership. In the four previous episodes, we explored our gifts of intuition, healing, manifestation, and teaching. And maybe the gift that truly brings it all together, the thread that runs through, is our leadership. And we're going to be redefining here what leadership truly means in a spiritual context. And as a reminder, spiritual gifts are the special divine power given to you by source. It's how you connect to and co-create with the spiritual realm. So I have some really amazing content to cover today. So let's just go ahead and get right to it. In today's episode, I reveal the five parts to our gift of leadership, how to use this gift to align to the full expression of your potential, and the five-step process to embodying your gift of spiritual leadership at higher and higher levels, and why this is so important for your soul alignment. And I'll end on an invitation that'll have you embodying your true essence to step into your gift of spiritual leadership at these higher and higher levels. So please, please, for your soul alignment, (laughs) stay with me until the end. Welcome to Soul Guide Radio, a podcast for soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs here to bring about change on a massive level. We'll explore how you can activate your big soul mission, amplify your spiritual gifts, and clear the energy blocks weighing you down so you can gain unstoppable momentum in life and business. I'm Allison Scammell, your host and soul guide. Hey there, Soul Guide Circle. That is the name of this community of soul-guided leaders, influencers, and entrepreneurs. In the Soul Guide Circle, we have big soul missions, and we yearn to earn more, serve more, and grow spiritually along the way. If you aren't already a member, then I invite you to join our Facebook group of nearly 2,000 leaders and lightworkers who are in service to each other and the planet. Find a link to join on my lovely website, alisonscammell.com, or in the show notes. Today, we are concluding our five-part series, exploring our spiritual gifts, our five key spiritual gifts. 
And in many ways, we're saving the best to last. But <laughs> as I explained in previous episodes, which I do recommend that you might want to consider hitting pause here and going back to gift number one of intuition, because they do follow a storyline. The story is building, right? And we're at the grand finale here. And as I explained, you can look at our five spiritual gifts as a pie, and each gift is a slice of the pie, and they're all equal in size, and they're all working together. And really, they do form that circle, the, the, the pie being the circle. They're always working in tandem. And so, in a way, we are exploring them individually, but you, it's hard to be an expression of one gift without the others. They're always all working together with each other. But it's good to deep dive into each of them to clarify your unique gift, how your unique energy works, and how this piece, this spiritual gift of leadership piece fits into the larger whole. So the spiritual gift of leadership is also known as the embodying. This is the gift of leading others to usher in a new age on planet Earth where everyone can thrive. With this gift, we embody new ways of being. This gift is vital as the old dysfunctional systems crumble and a new era is born. Spiritual leaders are required. They're, they're being called on to support others in the movement to more connected and loving systems and ways of being. The spiritual gift of leadership is one of the most powerful gifts a light worker can tap into. The masculine energy of leader, follower, you do what I tell you because I know better is evaporating and it's being replaced by a feminine-led guidance and mentorship. This feminine-led leadership at its core is about embodying. Embodying our gifts and states of being and modeling for others and serving as an example of what is possible. And when we are in full embodiment, we don't have to teach or demonstrate how it's done. We actually don't have to rely on our spiritual gift of teaching. If you look at teaching as like, follow this step-by-step -step model, we just simply pass this way of being on to those important here who are ready to receive it. And of course, some people won't be ready and that's okay. So our spiritual gift of leadership, like all of our gifts, are not meant for everybody. They are meant for our people, our soul audience, our soul circle. And among that soul circle, those who are ready to receive the lessons and the integration of our embodiment. So it's important here that we understand we cannot control who is ready to receive or foist new ways of being upon others. That's that old heavy masculine leadership, like you must do it this way. And instead, we focus really on our own experience, right? And as I said, those who are ready to receive will integrate what they need from us, and often without even knowing it. Then they, once they've integrated what they've received from us, then they will pass it on to others who are ready to receive. And like our spiritual gift of teaching, 
Leadership is key for lightworkers as we usher in this new era. And it will be the lightworkers like you who will embody and model new ways of living and being from a higher, more evolved place. So let's dig in a little deeper here and explore the five parts to our gift of spiritual leadership. And part number one is is really the embodying, and we're embodying our genius, our true essence. And how do we identify what that genius is? Well, we look at our states of being, the states of being that we're being called to. And again, it gets back to our core valued feeling states, which I explored in detail in the episode on our spiritual gift of intuition. So it's that process of really getting next level clarity regarding those states of being and those core core valued feeling states that feel most important to you right now in your path, what you're most aligned with, and how can you lean in even deeper So I keep using the example for me in my life as my state of being and my core valued feeling state of harmony. Because as I align deeper to my energy and my human design type, I see, and this is specific for me and my type and my chart. So if this example doesn't land strongly for you, you you probably have a different chart. You're probably a generator or manifesting generator and you have different energy. So this is just my example here. As a projector (laughs) and as someone who has a limited access to energy, I'm realizing just how badly I've pushed myself my whole life. And I've kind of pushed myself to be like a manifesting generator. And when projectors are in alignment and we have a, a full cup, we can act, we can sort of get into the energy of a manifesting generator from a place of light. However, I did it from a lower frequency of push, and it led to burnout. So a core-valued feeling state, like really at my core, so this is really core-valued, is harmony. And so now as I lean into this deeper and deeper and deeper, it's like I start everything, every idea, every offering, every extracurricular activity I consider I don't start with the question, does it light me up or does it make my heart sing or am I passionate about this or does it feel aligned? I start with the question, do I have the energy for this? And then I ask the question again, do I really have the energy for this idea? And if I don't get like a full body yes Then I keep exploring. How can I make it easier? What do I have the energy for? Is this not the right time for this? So I think you, if you're listening to my podcast, you have probably spent a lot of time exploring into, well, what are the states of being that are important to me right now? What are my core values, feeling states? So this is about stretching your limits and going in deeper And how can you integrate this on a deeper level? How can I be harmony? How can I model harmony for you? So if you're someone who wants to live with a more balanced schedule, creating from your overflow and not from your empty well, 
I want to model this for you. I want to be the shining example of harmony at higher and higher levels. I don't ever see myself saying, oh, well, I've reached my full potential of harmony and now I'm just gonna be harmonious. I feel like this is something how I can taste, feel, be, experience harmony is something that I will want to go deeper and deeper and deeper with for the rest of my days. So when you stumble upon the core valued feeling state or state of being for you, that's what it's going to feel like. Like you will never have arrived because you're just going to keep going deeper. And this is the true embodiment of your genius. So asking the question, what are the core valued feeling states that I feel so called to be in right now, just being, just feeling, and how can I lean in even deeper? And part two, I mean, this is really going to form a a theme here. This spiritual gift of leadership is about stretching. It's not about hanging out in that comfort zone. So part two is the energetic frequency of your higher leadership callings. And that is tapping into our higher energy frequency, our HEF. That's like the next level you, the higher level you, the you that's vibrating from higher and higher energy states with higher consciousness, fuller potential, higher creativity. So when you look into that vision, yeah, it's important to see what you're doing and what you're illustrating for others, but what are you embodying? What are you embodying? So oftentimes, part one and part two are related, but just part two is going into like, what is the full picture of that embodiment look like? So when I'm living deeper into my state of being of harmony, balanced energy and a balanced existence, like what does the full picture of that look like for me? And what is the higher Allison, (laughs) who is the higher Allison in that full picture? So if I look into the future two years from now and I see myself living at a much higher level of harmony, what does that look like in my business, in my personal life, with my loved ones, with my family? And that's your higher leadership callings. And then like in all of these explorations when we peek into the future. It's how can I start living that higher calling today? So when I just simply ask the question, how can I live harmony more deeper today? I'm getting in response, I just joined a gym. So yay, (laughs) I've been having a hard time getting my body moving, but I realized that for me to be in this state of harmony, I got to move my body. I cannot be in harmony and have a stagnant body that has been sitting for too long. And yes, I take my dog on a long walk every day and that was great. And then my body said, it's not enough. You need to break a sweat. You need to do things that are fun for you. You need to do things that feel good. So The things that are fun for me is aerobic dance like Zumba and yoga. And I like to do circuit training. I I actually like to lift weights. And I think that weight training is really good for the body. So I joined a gym that had all that's two blocks away 
When I ride my bike, it's about a one-minute bike ride, (laughs) and it has all of those three things. I wanted to make it super easy for myself so I would make sure to do it. And so in response to this question, I asked myself, I got the answer, go to yoga tonight, because I noticed on the schedule, there is a evening yoga class. And I am normally low energy in the evenings. However, I can get a second wind in a good way, not in a pushy way, if it's the right activity, like yoga. Now, I have not ever taken this yoga class in the evening, so it's an experimentation, right? I will go tonight and see how it feels. I have a strong feeling I am going to feel energized and more in alignment to my harmony, my energetic harmony when I'm done. I just feel it in my bones, which is very motivational for me to actually get my butt there. And so this is this is as simple as it gets. I'm looking into the future and seeing this very profound future me in the vision, right? And for me to align to that profound vision is as simple as me going to yoga class this evening. So with all things in the spiritual realm, there's a simplicity to it and a profoundness. And depending on where you are, you want to be leaning into both. So in this example, I wanted to lean into the profoundness of my higher leadership callings. But when I brought it to like, how can I integrate that into my life today? I wanted to lean into the simplicity. And that was go to yoga tonight. And that's what I plan to do. So my question for you, what are you being called to embody for others at a higher level? What do you feel like your higher leadership callings? What does that vision look like? And what's one easy thing for you to integrate today? What's one thing you can do or be? And this is where we get careful because we're so socially conditioned into doing. And we automatically go, well, what do we need to do today? So getting back to my good example, I could look at the whole thing from a state of doing. I need to go to my app and reserve the class because you you have to reserve at this gym for classes. I need to do, you know, I need to put my yoga clothes on. I need to get my yoga mat together. I need to walk to the gym and I need to be in the physical movement of exercise, you could look at that whole thing from a state of doing, and that would not put me in harmony. But if I approach the whole thing from a state of being, like how, how do I want to feel? Like I want the whole process to feel relaxed, expansive, empowering, harmonious. So when I start to get my yoga stuff around from start to finish, I'm going to be mindful that this is not a higher calling to do. This is a higher calling to be. So I'm going to be in my being when I'm getting dressed, when I'm gathering my stuff around. And when I'm in my being, I'm not rushed. I only rush when I'm in a real state of doing. I got to get it done, right? So I'm going to go with the flow. I'm going to walk at a nice pace. I'm not going to be on my phone. I'm going to get there. And for the whole yoga experience, I'm going to challenge myself because it is a challenge because we're so used to like doing, I'm going to do the stretch hot, you know, a little bit harder. I'm going to challenge myself for the whole hour class to be in my body, in my being. My body wants to rest. I don't know if this is a 
more difficult class or if it's a more easeful class, it doesn't matter. If it's a more kind of challenging power yoga kind of class, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll find that. I'll find out. I don't think it is. But let's just say it was. It probably wouldn't be then a right fit for me because I'm not looking for power yoga tonight. But then if I was in my body, it wouldn't matter because I would just go down to child's pose whenever I was tired and I would just go at my own pace and I wouldn't be caring if I wasn't fitting in with the group, if they were a bunch of yoga superstars. I would be going at my pace. That's where we are when we're truly embodying. We're connected to our higher self and we're connected to what do I need in this moment as this present moment right now, the only moment there is, and how, what do I most need as my every moment unfolds? So this is my higher challenge, right? This is leaning into this deeper. It's not just about going to yoga. It's about being, embracing my embodiment through the whole experience. And that's how you embody your higher potential today. Okay, part three. Like the spiritual gift of teaching is the medium. And I think this is more important than most of us realize. And for some of us, it's going to be more important than for others. So this is, again, going to be where getting to know your human design type will help guide you. But the question here is, what environment enables me to reach my higher potential? Where am I? So if Part of you reaching your potential is in your home office because you're writing a book or you're creating stuff for someone else or, you know, you need to to be in your office for some part of your day working. Does your office enable you to reach your higher potentials? To be honest, you know what? <laughs> By gum. Let me. Okay. So my office is a disaster for me right now because I usually keep a pretty tidy, minimalist space. And I have my office working for me, not against me, because I, I've i realized how important our environment is. And it is probably not a mess for most people, but it is a mess for me. So I'm going to ask my higher self because I'm in a flow right now. So I'm just going to, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm in my spiritual gift of leadership. I'm embodying my process for you, asking higher self, should I push pause here on the record to tidy up my office? Or I'm getting a no <laughs> because I'm too much in a flow state. However, higher self is saying, when you are done recording, tidy up your office, man. All right. So this is great awareness. My office is not in this harmonious state. It normally is. It's cluttery. I have stuff scattered over my desk. So yeah, what does your home office look like when you're in to enable you to put you in the energy of your higher potential. What part of nature do you like to connect to? I love connecting to the ocean. I live by the ocean. Sometimes I need to just walk. You know, I live right by the ocean and I live I, I live below sea level. <laughs> I live in The Hague. They call it the city under the dunes. So what separates me from the ocean are sand dunes. So when I want to walk to the ocean, I have to walk straight up. It's the biggest hill <laughs> in my neighborhood is the hill up to the ocean. It was a very funny sensation when I first moved here, but now I'm used to it. And so sometimes I just need to get to the top of the hill 
to see the ocean. I don't even go down to the beach. I just need to see that water and ah, it gives me a release. It gives me a relaxation. It puts me into harmony. I love to be around trees. So I live right by a forest. Like I live by all, all the natural elements that really enable me to embody higher potential. So what kind of, what, what do you need? Like, do you live in the middle of a city and you just feel depleted all the time because of it? I mean, is there a move in your future to a more rural place, a place out in the country, a place that's more green? I mean, it's such a deep question. Am I where I'm meant to be? Now, I'm kind of lucky in this one. Lucky, I don't know if luck, I guess, is, is there or not, but I've moved a lot. So that has come with its own challenges. But I would say the light side of that is it's really enabled me to get next level clarity regarding my environment and the best environment for me. And I have to say on so many levels, on so many levels, I've landed on the perfect environment for me. But that's after being in a lot of environments that were not good for me. So if you're in an environment where you're just like, I don't really love where I live, or I know that I'm I'm meant to be here right now, but I also know that I won't be where I live forever, like you feel a move for you, that's okay, right? Just be in that and be open to where am I meant to be? So a nice place to start to explore this question, where am I being called to truly be? is going to your human design profile. That will give you some information regarding your your medium, your environment. So for example, I'm a 6-2 hermit role model. So my hermiting, my alone time is super important to me. Like if I don't hermit, I cannot be the role model for you. I just can't. But I had the wrong definition for a long time of hermiting meant working alone. So I took my hermit time to mean, you know, in my office alone with the door closed, working my fingers to the bone. Well, that's not proper hermit time for me. Proper hermit time to me is a combination of being out in nature. Yes, working alone, having chunks of time on my calendar where I don't meet with other people, having time to exercise alone, having time like in my bed alone before bed at night. Like there's a lot of places where I feel called to be alone. So my hermit profile line can be in what? Harmony. So you can start to see how important our core valued feeling states are. They kind of show up wherever you're looking for deeper alignment. So speaking of our human design type, that is part four in the five parts to our gift of spiritual leadership. And there's many, many ways you can look at your chart to find out what you're being called to embody. I'm just going to give you one. And that is your incarnation cross. Your incarnation cross is four numbers. I'm not going to go into detail what they are. You can get them at any free chart. We'll leave a link in the show notes for you to grab your free chart, and you will see your incarnation cross. And this ultimately defines our purpose on earth, you know, in, in conjunction with the other parts of our chart. But your incarnation cross is something that will emerge slowly over time 
And eventually, when you're living in alignment, culminates in the full expression of your potential. So to give you an example, my incarnation cross is the juxtaposition cross of rationalization. So I carry the energy that allows me to be incredibly gifted with grasping concepts and truly understanding them. I didn't write this, but some of the human design resources out there say this energy can make me among the brightest people on the planet. Woohoo for me. However, like all things on our chart, there's a shadow side that makes it challenging for me to translate my understanding into that of the collective. So it's not only that I can explain the concept in the moment, but I also need, my concepts also need to be rationalized with regards to how it ties to the past and future. So if you look at me, engaging in my spiritual gift of leadership, teaching the five spiritual gifts, you can see a true alignment with my incarnation cross. Like I am bringing concepts that other people have not talked about, and I am talking about it in a way that the collective, like like those who, those light workers who listen to this and are ready to receive it, that you can integrate into your life. And as I live deeper deeper into my incarnation cross, I think I'm I'm being called now to live deeper into my gift of how to rationalize this. And I feel like I'm doing an okay job tying it into the future that we will need these five spiritual gifts to, you know, in more important ways as we usher in a new energy. And I think what I'm being called to explore is how this relates to where we've been. I'm such a futurist, such a look into the future kind of person that I sometimes neglect where we've been. So, you know, again, my shadow side appearing. So I think that's what I'm being called towards, like, as I live in deeper to this, how can I bring it all together past, present, future, instead of just present and future? And this will enable the collective to integrate this knowledge at deeper and deeper levels. So identifying your incarnation cross on your chart and just doing a Google search on it will give you all types of information. If you are very familiar with your human design type, it's just asking how I'm, how am I being called to integrate my type, my cross at a deeper level to experience greater alignment. So we're to the fifth part of our spiritual gift of leadership, and that is the five-step process to embodying our gift at higher and higher levels. And this is also how we use our gift to align to the full expression of your potential. And it's in the process, and it's specifically question number five. So I'm gonna take you through the process, and then we're gonna explore question number five a a little bit more. Okay, so like all things, when you're going through these five-step processes I'm teaching you as part of the five gifts, you want to really be in your body. You want to be quieting your thinking mind, connected to your heart space, and really in connection to your higher self and divine support team as you ask these questions to receive the answers. 
And the reason why there are so many questions I'm offering you is because it's a co-creation, right? We're co-creating with the spiritual realm. So you're asking the questions and co-creating. It's a co-creation with your divine support team, the answers, and that will give you the alignment. But if you don't ask the question, your divine support team can't come in to give you what you need. So that the, the questions are part of the co-creation, which is why there are so many questions. Okay, speaking of questions, <laughs> we're going to go through this five-step process, which is really five powerful questions to help you embody your gift of leadership. So take some breaths. Pivot your awareness down, go to the heart space, connect into your body. And ask your higher self and divine support team question number one, which is step number one. Oh, this is not correct. <laughs> The first step of the five-step process is actually an intention. And this is important. It's not a question. And it's an intention because you're inviting in growth. You're inviting your spiritual support team in at deeper levels. And you're saying, I am ready to up-level. I'm ready to push the edges of my comfort zone. So you simply set the intention to activate your gift of spiritual leadership to the next level or at higher levels, finding the words that feel good to you. And you're just saying to yourself and to your to the spiritual realm, I am ready. Very important. Now we're going to get to the questions. Step two is asking the question, what am I being called to embody for others? And that will really help you get clear on the part one, which is embodying your genius and identifying your core valued states of being, your core core valued feeling states. What am I being called to embody for others? And as I get this answer, I get like leaning into harmony to the next level. So it's not just harmony. It's like going deeper with ener the energy of harmony and how I can model that for others, live it for myself, always, always. When we're talking leadership, it's always living it and being it for yourself first. And that's really it. <laughs> that's all you have to focus on. Because when you do it for you, then you are being it for others. Being it for you means being it for others. So question number three, step number three, and this is important, gets back to our spiritual gift of healing. What is blocking my ability to lead at higher levels? We're always going to have some resistance, some shadow work as we grow, unless we've already reached enlightenment. And so identifying that and then it's the feel and release. So in my case, what is blocking my ability to be harmonious? You know, it's a typical thought. The first thought that comes to me, I won't be able to get the work done. And kind of underneath that is I won't be able to succeed. Ah, I love social conditioning. 
<laughs> I love my wounds. They always show up right when I expect them to. So there it is again. And because healing's not part of the journey, it is the journey, then I just know that I need to feel. How do I feel when that thought is really true? You know, I have to overgive to succeed. And then feel those feels angry, tired, annoyed, frustrated, resentful. Feel those feels. And release. Feel and release. And when you release, you're, you, you know, you've, you're feeling the feels, which is the crouch down, and the release is the spring up. So as I spring up energetically, it takes me very nicely to step four, question four, what am I being called to be as a higher leader? And you can say who, or you can say what. Who am I being called to be? What am I being called to be? I find the what questions to be a little bit more empowering and easier to receive answers from your divine support team. So that's what I use, but use the, the, the words that feel best for you. What am I being called to be as a higher leader? And I'm just getting like har harmonious and giving myself permissions. Like I really need to give myself permission to work less and to trust. Trust that working less, doing less, and being more is actually going to lead to real the real success I want to experience. And relax. As I said, you know, manifestation loves relaxation. So just trusting and relaxing that being more is actually going to lead to more soul-aligned success. And then to potentially the most powerful question, step five, and this is the step and the question that will really enable you to get clarity on how to align to the full expression of your potential. And that is, so step five, question five, how can I lean into my being on a deeper level? So again, it's that how can I go deeper? What is calling me to go deeper? And just really leaning into that. That's going to help you align to your full expression, to your full embodiment. So as I lean into this deeper, yep, I'm getting yoga tonight. And on a deeper level, I'm getting rethinking how I spend my evenings there's a different way for me to be in the evenings that wants to come through. So I'm being called the be experimental, be in connection to my divine support team, and be present to what, what wants to be during my evening time, because there's shifts that want to be made so I can live deeper into my embodiment and into my harmony. So let's recap a bit here. We have five parts to our gift of spiritual leadership. Number one, part one, embodying your genius. That's really exploring your core value and feeling states to a deeper level. 
part two is noticing your higher leadership callings. What's your, what are you embodying when you're reaching your higher potential and how can you start embodying that today? Part four is the medium. Where am I being called to truly be? And your human design profile can give you some hints as to where you are most aligned, what environment you're most aligned. Part four is your human design type, and that is exploring your incarnation cross and leaning into, if you're completely new to human design, just getting to know it for the first time. And if you've been around human design for a long time, how can you live deeper into this purpose, this full expression? Part five is the five-step process to embodying your gift of spiritual leadership at higher and higher levels. And that gets me nicely to your invitation. Your invitation for this week is to go through the five-step process and spend a little extra time of being (laughs) with question number five. How can I lean into my being on a deeper level? Be curious, be present, trust, relax. This is a, a joyful process. It's fun and playful, and you are connected deeper to your spirit, you know, your, your divine support team because you've, you know, step one is setting that intention that you're going to activate your gift at higher levels. So you're calling your support team in deeper to you and just have fun and be playful and be in co-creation and just notice with curiosity what insights and clarity arrives. And if you get called to be something, if you get called to something, I really invite you to be that calling in the next day to the next week. And using my yoga example, if you get called to go to a yoga class, focus the yoga on your being. And you will have a completely different experience than when you focus on your doing. All right, guys. You know, I, getting back to my (laughs) human design type, I am designed to, when I create, it has to be easy. Like I, whatever it is I'm doing or being, there has to be an ease to it. Otherwise, I cannot do it. It's a specific type of my, my specific human design type. So some of you guys have the type that you can actually really be challenged and be in the creative process. I have to wait. If I get an idea to do a podcast episode, for example, I have to wait until it feels easeful before I can actually do it. Otherwise, I just get stuck. And I had this idea to do this five-part series some time ago, but it just felt hard. And then I finally got to the point where it felt easeful enough to do, and it has been amazing. I've loved it. But it has been a little clunky for me, and I hope that it didn't feel clunky to you as the listener because... Like I've mentioned before in the previous episodes, I've had so many more notes. I've just like, you know, I've never taught this all together in this way before. So I've really been leaning in, like challenging myself whilst also being in alignment to my type. So I can both challenge myself and be at ease at the same time. And that is really what these episodes have been. And it has been fun and exhilarating for me and truly in service to you. 
So above all else, I really hope from my heart that I embodied for you how to be and be an expression of your five spiritual gifts so you may integrate your five spiritual gifts more deeply into your experience. So the soul-aligned success you're destined to bring into your manifest reality arrives to you with greater ease and awe. All right, my dear ones, that is all I have for you today. And as always, until next time, may your soul guide the way. Are you ready to fill your business with soul clients in the next 60 days? Then download my free energy upgrade meditation to amp up your energy frequency, dissolve the doubt, and attract the soul clients you are destined to serve. Find the link to download on my website, alisonscammell.com, as well as in the show notes.